Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 205, Let Me Show You The Way. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Jonathan as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm good, Alex. How are you, my man? I am doing fantastic. Jonathan is a fellow podcaster, so today's topic will be about podcasting. So it's always a good topic for me, because... I'm a podcaster. That's what I like to talk about. But I like to talk about other things as well. But today is also a very special day. So yeah, instead of me talking about my podcast, it's going to be Jonathan and his journey. Now, Jonathan does a little something different as well. He is a podcaster, but he also teaches about podcasting. And we're going to be talking about all that mixed up together. But before we jump into the podcast itself, I'm going to ask you the cliche question. You can grin. You can say whatever you want. But who is Jonathan? Jonathan is a teacher and I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Jonathan's a teacher, man. Believe it or not, Jonathan taught me how to tie my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taught me how to chew gum, taught me how to <laughs> use duct tape and a staple gun and some banana peel. I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at things in my room and I'm just saying, yeah, you taught me how to do that. Taught me how to use a mouse, a keyboard. A brain, apparently, that I'm not really using really well right now. But anyways, we'll talk about my functionalities of thought process later. But before we jump into the topic of podcasting, do you have any social media links, websites, or projects that you're working on that you would love to share with the listeners? Certainly. Uh, so so the listeners definitely can go to uh, getpaidwithpodcasting.com if they're a speaker, a coach, or a consultant. And there, you know, we have a free training I'm coming up just showing them how they can ultimately use podcasting to leverage their authority, increase their reach, but also add add a zero to their income. Right. So uh, get get paid with podcasting dot com. And just in terms of social media links, I'm Jonathan Jones speaks on every platform. And now speaking on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, perfect. I'll put those down below so people can go check that out and show you some love. But you are talking about teaching podcasts, but I have a feeling and I could be wrong that you were a podcaster yourself or are a podcaster. So for you, how did you get introduced to the world of podcasting? Mm -hmm. So first I was I was introduced because I have a few friends who ran a podcast it was probably like six years ago. I can't remember the name right now, but it was about six years ago. And I was really turned into their, their podcast that they, they had the 10 and two podcast. So after listening to the podcast for a couple of episodes, um, then I had a friend, his name was Dennis. And I said, Dennis, I said, I want to learn how to, I want to learn how to start my own podcast. He said, all right, John, well, uh, well, I'll meet you at Starbucks. And then, you know, we, we can lay this thing out. So he, he grabbed a napkin and then from him grabbing the napkin, he began just to lay out the format of a podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So he, he broke it down. But that wasn't when I that wasn't when I really started, Alex. I started because I was speaking at colleges and I wanted to figure out how could I get more exposure. And then my my videographer at the time, Reginald, he said, John, you should start a podcast. And I said, Reginald, that's a terrible idea. I talked to Dennis. <laughs> He gave me the, the blueprint for it, but I don't want to do it right now. A day later, I slept on it. I said, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. So that's where my journey really began. And do you remember your first feeling like on the first episode or first recording, the, the emotions you were going through, like, oh, my goodness, were you nervous or you were you somewhat guided? Run me through how you felt that day. 
Oh my goodness. Beyond nervous. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down all of these points. I was reading off of a Google doc as I'm trying to record this episode and I'm speaking too close to the mic. It was just a lot. Hands were sweaty and everything else. So it was just a lot of nervousness and just a lot of, a, a lot of fear just, just starting out. But I said, you know, I just have to, just have to do it. So I did. And this is something common for a lot of podcasters. They will, they will record their episode and they listen back. You're like, oh, either they don't like their voice or they don't like how they like what they said. So for you, did you have any of those? I wouldn't call them negative feedback on one's performance, but did you like look back at your own performance? Like, oh, uh, that's kind of iffy. Uh, if, if I go back and listen now, it's been a while since I've gone back and listened to my early episodes. But it's very, very iffy, very <laughs> subpar. <laughs> but, and, 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 and the episode, actually, Alex, the episode was like two minutes. It was like a two minute first episode. So, yeah, I definitely would cringe if I go back and listen to it now, without a doubt. OK, so the other question, just to put you on the spot, is this episode still online and can people find it? The episode is still online and it's still on my YouTube channel. So if you if you pull up YouTube and type in your podcast mentor and then go to the Speak Your Success playlist, they can find it. <laughs> you know what? I embrace that because I still have my original, my first song on YouTube, my first episode for podcasting on all the platforms. It's cringy and not because of my guests, because of me, but it's a growing process. And I'm sure that's what you've gone through. And actually, weird segue, based on the actual growing process, how did you guide yourself? Because before you teach other people, you kind of have to learn yourself. So what was the path you took to learn more about podcasting, whether where you pull your resources or the way you try new techniques? So initially, I was podcasting, but I was just doing the bare minimum, right? I would, I bought the microphone that I wanted, not based on its, its benefits, um, from there, I was just showing up and just recording and just recording and just recording, doing the bare, bare minimum um, for about four years. And then I decided to go to podcast movement. And then from going to podcast movement, then I started to take podcasting a little bit more serious. Then I invested in uh, Greg Clunas's program. And then from there, I also got John Lee Dumas's program. And then we can just go down the lines. Now I probably have access to about four podcasting programs. So it started off just, you know, just just shooting the breeze and and just going with with the flow. And then it turned into me ultimately uh, investing in, in, a, in programs so that I really could hone the, the skill and really understand the art of podcasting. And speaking about the programs themselves, what are in your arsenal? Yeah. So it's so so you're saying what as in what what term, what programs are in my arsenal? So, yeah, basically the programs, the tools, anything you use to make your podcasts or help people build their podcasts. Oh, excellent. Excellent question. Excellent question. So in terms of what I use to, to build my podcast uh, for editing video, we use Final Cut Pro. Um, I know there are some people that like the Adobe suite, but I prefer Final Cut because I didn't want to have to learn Photoshop and everything like that. Uh, so that, that that's in terms of editing video. Now, in, now for audio, I have this Samson Q9U microphone, which I really enjoy. It was, uh, it was gifted to me from, uh, the, uh, from, from a podcast conference, and I just lost it, from Afros and Audios pod, podcast conference. What else? And I, I typically record on my MacBook Pro, 
So I have the MacBook Pro, I plug up the, the Samsung and, and I, I really just, j- just record. Um, now I will record through Ecamm and then I'll just pull the audio from there and then chop up the video. And I use a Canon EOS Rebel T5i. So that's really my, my, my hookup. And I use a 58 millimeter lens. But yeah, so I mean, that, that, that's me in a nutshell with the equipment. So that's the equipment aspect. Now, mm-hmm. for certain podcasters, they have sometimes a routine before a show, like lines they say into the microphone to check the audio quality to make sure the microphone works. I don't know if you have one, but I have to ask, is there a go-to line you say into the microphone just to check the audio level? N- not necessarily a go-to line, but I like to do the clap before, even though I know it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> and, and a lot of times I'll even clap before I push record. So you know, it really defeats the purpose. <laughs> but um, I like, I, I just like doing that. And I always ask the guests, I'm like, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let, let's go. And then I'll just go right into it. So what did you do when you were eight years old? It was just like deepest question right off the bat. Just that's how you go in. You dive into the deep end. But for some reason, I, I don't know why, but you were saying you clap even before recording. It's as if you're just trying to wake up the microphone. It's like, hey, we're about to record. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for you, how would you define your actual podcasting style? Ooh, what's my podcasting style? I would say my podcasting style is very, very, I don't want to say unique because I'll be so, so cliche, but I would say my, my podcasting style is like, it's like a charcuterie board. And the reason I say that is because, you know, the charcuterie board, it has the different meats, it has mm-hmm. the different cheeses. And that's what my podcast can be based on the guests I have on. You know, they're going to be from all across the spectrum. It's just the fact that they have the one prerequisite, which is, you know, they're a podcast host. And then on the other side, you know, I have I have like the cheese, which which would be some of the episodes I do, which are how to type episodes. And then the crackers would be, you know, me bringing the podcast news and different podcast updates and stuff like that. So I would say my podcast is, is like a charcuterie board. Yo, it's rich to the palate. Mm, yes, yes. Well, if we were at the same party, you're the charcuterie board. I'm the little bowl on the side, the trail mix with the M&Ms and the pretzels. And like, that's the fun little bowl with hobbies. That's that's me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're at the same party, nice. but like different palates. So everybody can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Tra- you ne- you, trail mix is essential. At every point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so you also teach a lot of people about podcasting and podcasting is such a giant moving piece. There's always something new coming in, something old, like something going out. So for you, what, if you do have one, what is your go-to source to learn more about whether it's industry news or new microphones or pieces of tech or anything at all related to podcasting? So I like Pod News, right? I have to give them their credit with, with James Krenlin. I love Pod News. In addition to Pod News, I also have Google Alerts set for podcast updates. And I also have it set for Spotify updates as well. So I get all the news as soon as it hits the press or, you know, at the end of the week, then I'll have all the articles to thumb through in regards to podcast updates, audio updates. Or just talking about what's going on in the overall industry. Yeah, and for pod news, it's every day of the week except for the weekend. So at least you get the weekend mm-hmm. off. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I- I- exactly, exactly. And we talked about the equipment you currently have, but is there anything on your wish list that you wish you want or you want, you just want it? <laughs> it would it would have to be the the, the Rodecaster Pro or, you know, or or, or the, the, the the Tascam version. I'm sure they wouldn't like me saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, oh, this like the Mix Caster 4 or something like that. Um, so those two items would be on my wish list. And then, of course, I mean, the Shure SMB7, I think it is. But those pieces are, of course, once and then, I mean, a 4K camera, easy. Um, but I'm not sure if my computer can take that streaming. So I'll, I'll just stay there, you know, with, with the Shure, Shure SMB and the Rodecaster Pro would be the wish list items for me currently. So uh, we're going to add this wish list at the bottom with an Amazon link so people can go buy it for Jonathan. That's what you want, right? Uh, all right. Hey, hey. I, I would receive it with open <laughs> arms. You know, I feel like I feel I add value to the podcasting community. There so you it's go. okay. Help John help you. Exactly. <laughs> and so for you, what would you say is the best part about podcasting on a personal and an emotional level? The, the best part, and I think the two are connected for me on this one. The best part is when you're able to connect with somebody and build a relationship. Like, uh, like Jason Pakel, he's the host of the, the Cancer Dad podcast. And he connected with me through my podcast. Then he started asking me some questions and, you know, I, we're going back and forth. And then I interviewed him on my podcast. So we were able to develop a relationship like that. And, you know, then, then there's another gentleman, his name is John, and he's the host of I believe it's like smashing, smashing trivia with John. And I was able to connect with him through one of the how-to videos I did on YouTube about how to start up your Good Pods account. So that that's the piece that I really love the most. Like I said before, I'm a teacher and I love the ability to be able to connect with people by way of, you know, just providing or answering a need and then vice versa for me, right? Because there are people who who provide solutions for some questions I have through their podcast. Um, so, you know, that that piece, you know, just just creating a, a, a cycle that ultimately just keeps on giving and keeps on growing and benefiting other people. No, it's a good thing you mentioned that because nowadays there's multiple ways to connect with people. And I know you through Twitter. Is Twitter the only way you like to communicate with people or do you also enjoy, let's say, Instagram, LinkedIn or Snapchat, Facebook or any other social media platforms? Of course, I'm sure you nail it every time you meet people in person. You're pretty good at connecting with people face to face, but I'm sure social media, there's a plethora of different places to go. So what is your preferred one to use? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this first. Believe it or not, Alex, I sometimes am more so reserved in person, believe it or not. But in terms of social media, you know, I have Instagram, I I have Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm fairly active on those three. TikTok doesn't get much time from me, uh, but those would be the three I'm I'm most active on. And and I love connecting with people in those three spaces because they're three very, very different spaces. You know, Twitter is a lot more so laid back, shooting the breeze, jokes, whatever. LinkedIn, you have the more so, quote unquote, professional crowd. And then on Instagram, you know, you just get what you get. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by you get what you get? It's like you throw it up there. Hey, it's up to the Internet to figure out what to do with it. 
Well, I mean, you know, Instagram, you're you have to be careful, right? <laughs> because you can you can get anything across the board. You can see some pictures with people not wearing that much clothes or you see some bad taste jokes on Instagram and it's it's just everything on Instagram. Like it's it's TikTok had a baby with <laughs> like a younger version of MySpace or something and then that's what Instagram is. So if that's Instagram, you mentioned TikTok. Is that something that you are interested in or you don't see it being part of your toolkit for now for podcasting? So it's not part of my toolkit, quote unquote, for now, because I don't naturally think of it when I when I get ready to post. I'm like, okay, what am I going to post on Instagram? Then when I go over to LinkedIn, I'm thinking, who am I going to connect with on LinkedIn? And then when I go to Twitter, I'm really just on Twitter just to see what conversations are happening. TikTok doesn't or hasn't earned space in my head just yet. Mm. Yeah. You're not welcome to the party, TikTok. You heard it from Jonathan. Nope. You're not welcome to the party. You got too much going on. Maybe in the future, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. this this is all planned. This is my segue plan. So speaking of the future, see what I did there? Where do you see the future of podcasting going? Alex, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do have (laughs) Google. And I searched on Google the other day in 2028, and I saw that it's projected that the global podcast industry will be a $94.88 billion industry. Wow. So with that being said, what we see now is probably going to be magnified easily 100 times, 200 times. So a lot more um, podcast host providers, a lot more complimentary podcast software. Of course, more equipment and a lot of people starting podcasts and more people quitting podcasts because Mm -hmm. the more we the more we see the money coming, the more people are going to start a journey towards it without realistic expectations. And then they're going to quit. So uh, that that that's my that's not what I want to happen. But that's where we see it going, especially, you know, if you. You know, if if you're not getting adequate training or you don't have like a mentor or coach or somebody who gives you realistic expectations, then you're going to go into it thinking, oh, ninety four point eight eight billion dollars. Wow. Ninety 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 billion of it could be mine. (laughs) No, no, it can't. (laughs) Ninety seven. Let's be modest. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Ninety (laughs) seven. Excuse me. Okay, so speaking still on the topic So still on the topic of the future of podcasting, Mm -hmm. I've noticed this throughout the last few months. They're talking about RSS feed and the future of that. I don't know if you're aware of what's going on with that. So for people who are not sure what RSS feed, basically, if I had to sum it up, it is a way where you have your main show where you post it on one hosting site, so one website, and it distributes it to a bunch of different websites. So let's say Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other places. So that's just for podcasts, but RSS feed is an old technology, but works relatively well for podcasting. And it's been debated that they want to get rid of RSS feed to replace it by just directly posting onto one, let's say, platform. For example, Spotify, you only post to Spotify kind of thing. So for you, where do you see the RSS feed dilemma, let's call it, in the future of podcasting? Wow. I see that being grounds for a podcasting war, if you will. Um, 
Yeah, well, well, well. Let me, let me make sure I'm I'm, I'm clear on, on what you're saying, Alex. <laughs> let me help help yeah. me make sure I'm getting clear. So you're saying we just post it in one place and then it still gets distributed, or we have to individually post to different places? No. So what I'm saying is that let's say Spotify, let's say Joe Rogan, for example, you can only get his spot his podcast on Spotify. So big companies are buying out podcasts and it's exclusive podcasts to their platform. So instead of being distributed to multiple places through RSS feed and having hosting sites, it'd just be one site. So you can have, let's say, Stitcher, iHeartRadio would play just your podcast in other places or yeah, it's more of exclusive podcasts. Wow. Okay. So I'm I'm glad I got clear. So (laughs) I feel that it's not going to apply to the majority of us who, who are not quote unquote A-list celebrity status, B-list celebrity status as of yet. So I, so I think there's going to be, you know, a handful of athletes, entertainers, and, you know, we're, we're, those individuals to where for them, I don't think it will be a major issue because we know one of the biggest challenges that podcasters often share is discoverability discoverability so those people who are already those people who have already created a level of following or fame if you will mm-hmm. their podcast being found won't be an issue right so that really won't apply to them but for the rest of us i i feel that we really won't be phased by it because we're we're still going to be fighting for listens at the middle and and down towards the bottom but yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's just my take. That's just my take there. And on the same train of thought, maybe around a year ago, do you know the audio site Pandora? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Pandora at one point was accepting podcasts, but there was a threshold that you had to reach. And I think it was like you had to have 10,000 downloads per episode in order to get your podcast on their website. And now that is... Sometimes for indie podcasters, and I'm sure you, myself, and a lot of people we connect with are a lot of indie podcasters. That's for somebody starting off, that may be a little hard. But if you're talking about Merkel, Merkel and her husband, uh, the prince, they starting a podcast, they have a deal with Spotify for $17 million. They can start off and I'm sure they'll get 10,000 downloads. So my question to you, do you feel like the podcast industry is just as easy to get into and thrive? Or is it getting harder and harder with big names coming in and just dominating everything? That's an excellent question, Alex. That's a really good. That's why I had to take an inhale because that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so in in terms of, well, just being in this age of imposter syndrome, I'm going to say podcasting is getting harder and harder and harder because the reason a lot of people want to get into podcasting, I'm, I'm assuming, is because they see maybe their favorite celebrity or favorite entertainer or people that they've looked up to start a podcast, right? And if that's the case, then you're seeing your Joe Rogans, you're seeing your Prince Harry and and Meghan Markles, and you're seeing them with high quality video. You're seeing them with the best possible audio. So it's going to be harder for that individual who gets introduced to podcasting at the highest level versus the individual who gets introduced to podcasting just as audio form only, right? So for the future, I think podcasting can be a tough place and a tough space to be if you start from the top. But if you start with a 
level foundation, I'll say. And we'll we'll just pretend that it's like a kid who finds a Walkman and then they put the Walkman in their ears and the Walkman is playing a cassette tape and they fall in love with music. They fall in love with pure music that way without, you know, without any additives or anything like that. If you start your podcast that way without the extras, then I think you will be fine versus the person who starts from the top down. And luckily, we live in a day and age where indie creators have more opportunities than, let's say, compared to 20 years ago or 30 years ago, where indie creators had a lot harder time getting their name out there. So it's all about nowadays, just figure out what is your niche topic, who is your target audience, and just be the best you can be to promote mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. sure these are all things you teach people. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's one of the biggest piece. That's one of the biggest pieces, Alex. So I, so I, I would say that, and also just getting, cause this is, this is the first part in my program. I talk about getting clear on the purpose of your podcast. What's the purpose of your podcast? What do you want this thing to do for you? And then people, you know, people come in, they're like, oh, well, I want to add value to the community. I want to add value to the world. And I say, no, 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 no. I say, what's your selfish goal for your podcast? I, 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 like I say, I understand the other part, but what's the selfish goal? Because that's the thing that people don't vocalize a lot of times. And then they end up quitting before they hit 10 episodes is because they weren't real with themselves about what they wanted the podcast to do. Because people say, you know, that because Alex, you, you know, like I know <laughs> there, there's money in podcasting, right? O- on the on the hundred million dollar Joe Rogan deal. Well, they say it was more than that, actually. And then on the other side, you know, then the to, to the affiliate deals. So if people come into my program, one thing I always tell them is like, let's get clear on what you want the podcast to do for you. That way I can help. I can help you put together a plan to get to what you're desiring to get to. So that, that, that's, that's one of the biggest pieces I'd say. You got to be clear and you got to be selfish about your ask of the podcast so that you can make sure to get that outcome. And then just like you said, then you niche down. And then from that point, it, it, it makes it easy to be yourself. And then when you're yourself, that's what people want to see anyway. Yeah, I have not been myself since day one. This this is all fake. There's a fake persona, fake voice, <laughs> fake bald head, fake everything. <laughs> it's all fake. But no, no, I completely agree oh, with no. you. And yeah, <laughs> the fake yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fake voice. This is my real voice. And, uh, yeah, it just puts a lot of effort to do the real, the real fake voice. No, that's funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So with that being said as well, what is your self- selfish goal for your podcast? So the, the selfish goal I have for my podcast, one is to become known in the podcast space for, for, for ele- elevating podcasts in terms of showing people that you can leverage a podcast and then you can, you can also, well, hold on, let me, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. Okay. <laughs> so showing people that I went from being a speaker to a podcaster that's now still speaking and still leveraging my podcast to help me garner speaking engagements and coaching clients. So I want to be known in the space also for podcast news, right? Because I want to I want to be the person to where they're like, oh, wait, what just happened to podcast? Let me go to Jonathan's Instagram. Let me see. Let me go to Jonathan's episodes. Let me see if he's talking about it. I want to be that person, but I also want to build a business, build a media company 
potentially even who knows what we'll build next, build a podcast network. So that, that's that, that, yeah, that, that, that's where I am, Alex. That's where I am. And then once this episode comes out in a few months, that's where, that's where you're going to be. Like not in this current situation, but you're going to reach the goal. This podcast makes dreams come true. Yes. Quote unquote. I, I, I don't, I'm not a genie, but knocking on wood for you. Hey, I'm here for it. And uh, when it comes to podcasting itself, what was your biggest challenge when you first started? My biggest challenge was one, not knowing how to work my equipment. And this is 1A. 1A would be just being very upset when Final Cut Pro would shut down on me when I recorded an episode overnight, I edited it, and then it would not upload because Final Cut Pro would shut down. That was my biggest challenge. Call me crazy, but this is what I do. And I feel like you might be on the same side as me. I save my audio files everywhere now, like on multiple hard drives because the, the, the paranoia of like just losing it. And funny, funny enough, I just could not find the audio for my 200th and first episode. So that's gone. But yeah, anything could happen in the digital world. This is true. This is this is so true. But in this this world of Web 3.0, crypto, Bitcoin and NFTs, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I am very knowledgeable about all those. And this is why this hobby podcast is a crypto podcast, too. Really? No, 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 not really. Oh, man. <laughs> In a way, I have a NFT of my hobbies, of all my guests, just at the beginning of the episode. And then somebody could buy it. It's, it's a weird mindset. But anyways, I'm stepping away from the goal of my podcast, but back to you. So you talked about your challenges when you first started off, but what are your challenges these days? My, my biggest challenge, it actually just happened two days ago, but my biggest challenge is letting go of the control of having to edit my own stuff and having to put out my own stuff. I just hired my first VA. So that, that was the challenge for me, just releasing the control to make sure that, well, releasing the control so I can have more, more time for me. And I feel good mm -hmm. about it. Good, good. See, I'm going the other route. I'm trying to figure a way to clone myself. Mm. It's a little more challenging. I don't know how to do it yet. I got some Play-Doh, but... It's not going anywhere. I actually have a son, but it's uh -huh. taking a lot of time for him to grow up and be an adult. So I got to find an alternative until uh, he turns my age. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. I'd be the worst parent if I'm just like forcing my son just to edit my podcast. And that's his only goal in life. <laughs> Yo, thank you for it later when, when, when as, as podcasting blows up and he has people knocking down his door and just trying to get, please edit my podcast, please. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that'll be an interesting relationship, but I'm sure he'll, he'll go on his own path. And as a father, I will support it. And this is, this is a PSA. This is a family channel. Now we're giving up or giving, or talking about raising a family and how to raise your son. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that's another podcast. Uh, so this is a question that might be somewhat controversial, minor controversial, but what would you say is the most underrated tool in podcasting and what is the most overrated tool in podcasting the most overrated tool i'm going to say is a microphone and, and 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 i say that being that everybody wants the most expensive microphone and everybody wants to go and you know everybody has these ideas of what the perfect mic is but ultimately as long as you have a way to get the voice in there and then get it out and i know some people are going to hate me for saying this but I mean, 
that, that just is what it is. That's the most overrated tool is the microphone. Most underrated tool would be people's stories. I don't think people share their stories enough because that's where the majority of us connect with other individuals is through their stories. So we need to share more stories and stop worrying about all these expensive microphones that we buy episode zero to 10 and then we quit and have an expensive microphone staring at us and we're like, oh, why did I buy that? No, I completely agree with you. And it reminds me of something somebody said to me once. It doesn't matter what you buy because I'm an audio producer as well. Sorry, a music producer. And he said, it doesn't matter which program you use. It's how you use it. So you don't have to buy the most expensive microphone. And if you do and you don't know how to use it, then it's not as useful. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, underrated stories or underrated stories, underrated tools. Yeah, people's stories. And that's with 200 and some episodes. I think that's what I like to do. Get people's stories out. And I like to talk to not necessarily the underdog. I like to talk to people who don't usually have a voice to share. And that's just me sharing my selfish goals, right? That's that's what mm. we're supposed to do, right? So share our selfish mm-hmm. goals. All right. That's, yeah. it. <laughs> that's it. And uh, for you, what would you say is the most stressful part about podcasting? The most stressful part is when you're in that space to where it's crunch time. You didn't plan for an episode, but you know you still need to crank one out. And you just haven't podcaster's block, if that's even a thing. With that same train of thought as well, what would you say are some do's and don'ts when it comes to podcasting? Do's and don'ts. So a do is make sure that you give a solution and make sure you give a solution, an outcome for every episode, right? Just like for you, you say you like to share stories. So at the end of the episodes, people are going to know somebody else's story and they're also going to know somebody's hobby, right? So people need to make sure that that's what you do. You give somebody something to take away. A don't would be, don't lie. Don't lie about numbers. Don't lie about sponsorship. Don't lie about partnership. Just don't, don't lie, okay? Because it's recorded and we can go back and look at it. We can go back and listen to it. And we can go back and tell that you lied because we can fact check you. It's 2022, Jack. (laughs) And Okay, so with that same mindset as well how often have you caught people lying in the track like how common is it for people to lie in podcasts Ooh, uh that's a great question i'm not even sure how common it is but i will say that some people may be so comfortable lying that they convince themselves that it's the truth so it might just come off as them being really confident when it's really just a lie. So I don't know how common it is though. That's a good question. We'll save that for the next episode. Like where you come back, you're like, you know what, Alex, I'm just just gonna do a two minute episode just to answer that one question. (laughs) (laughs) And this question, I feel like this one will be maybe one of your favorites, I could be wrong, but it's always a fun one for me. What are some misconceptions about people who are podcasters or does podcasting? One, people, a lot of people think we're weird. A lot of people think that we are like, I mean, we're a, we're a, we're the unique. We're not the weird. We're the unique. So that would be one misconception. Another one is um, how long it takes to record an episode. Like people have this misconceived idea that it takes like eight hours to record an episode. Somebody told me I was like to record, edit. Yeah. Eight hours. I was like, what? Where did you get that from? That's a school day in high school. Ridiculous. So the, the, so the misconception would, would be that. And also 
that it's hard to start a podcast. The hardest part is getting out of your own way. It's not the, the technical side of starting a podcast. It's just the mental game. So those would be my, my misconceptions that, that I think people come up with. Dan, you're absolutely right. Starting a podcast, people want to be perfect right off the bat. But in reality, you're going to mess up and that's okay. You just learn along the way. And I guess I feed into one of the misconceptions. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I take around five to 10 hours to edit my podcast. Really? <laughs> uh, for ed recording, it depends. It can be a 28 minute episode. It can be an hour and 40 minutes. I let my guests talk as much as they want to share and never do it too short, never do it too long. I just let my guests go on. But for editing, it is my relaxing time and I like to take my time for doing it. And I've said this to many people as well. Podcasting is a very interesting hobby or career because it is the perfect introvert extrovert hobby. If you do interview podcasts, the extrovert part, you interview people, you socialize the introvert part. If you're editing, you just take your time to edit by yourself where you don't have to be surrounded by anybody. That's so interesting. And then I'm just going to piggyback off that and say this podcasting also the spectrum is so wide because just like you said, you take that long to, to invest into editing your show. And this is your relaxing time. For me, I'm on the other end and I barely edit anything out. And yeah. And that's the cool thing that it's not just a one way to create a podcast. People have different paths, different, different lengths. Like I see this question and I'm sure you see this as well. Um, what is the best length for a podcast? Well, it really depends. Like there's some podcasts that are audio book style. Some are quick news tips like pod news does a three to four minute episode. It just really depends. So um, with that same like rule of rule of thought, yeah, I'm, I use that uh, saying so much nowadays. Uh, but to go off of that, what are some of the most common questions you have seen asked or somebody's asked you regarding podcasting? Most common, I mean, people always ask the equipment questions. Oh, where'd you get this mic? Uh, what type of mic do you use? And then some people will ask hosting because I think that's that's as that's the depth of their research thus far. So they ask, who do I host with? They don't ask, why do I host with them? Um, but th those probably be like the most the most common ones. Yeah. Or, or, and, and just like you said, how long does the episode have to be? Or or, or do, do I have to interview people or do I have to talk? Or, so those are the questions that we, we often hear. Do I have to interview people on my interview podcast? Can they just interview themselves? <laughs> exactly. You write the questions up and you answer them, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So this is my new thing I'm doing where I just cut out my voice and it's just you answering. People will be so confused with just you laughing at random things. <laughs> And so for you, what would you say podcasting taught you in life? Podcasting has taught me that whatever I invest in, whatever I do wholeheartedly, I will reap a return. Podcasting has taught me discipline. Podcast has taught me that when I don't feel like recording episodes with doing interviews, those are my best interviews ever. So those would be some of the lessons that, that podcasting has taught me. And also be a, a very friendly person, right? Or, or you're also a very friendly person beforehand, unless I'm wrong. You know, you're friendly, no, right? I, I, well, I, I, mean, I, I was, yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm friendly. I would say I'm friendly. Yeah, yeah. I only have the friendliest people on my podcast. That's that's the number one rule. 
And so I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, or projects you're working on that you would love to share again with the listeners? Yes. So uh, earlier I shared uh, I shared the, the website for the training, getpaywithpodcasting.com for speakers, coaches, and consultants who want to increase their reach and their revenue. And I also just released uh, this book that I wrote. It's called Get Paid With Podcasting. And uh, it's the blueprint for speakers and coaches on how to start, manage, and monetize your podcast through products, programs, and services. Really long title, but I love it. Um, so I just released that, and um, you know that 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 can uh, be picked up on my website, JonathanJonesSpeaks.com. Oh, I didn't even say my podcast link. This is a lot of links. <laughs> your YourPodcastMentorShow.com. Just go to YourPodcastMentorShow.com, and I'll just put everything there just to make life easy. We like easy lives because things are getting pretty crazy now. So perfect. I'll put that down below. So it will make not just my life easier, your life easier, but everybody's life's easier. So it'll be very easy to just click and follow your adventure. And if I don't know if you've been following my podcast, but at the end of each episode, I ask one final question. And it's a question about people's hobbies, but I flip it around. So it goes like this. Do you have any questions for me about your hobby? So podcasting hmm. that's a great question put me on the spot when when will it be time to stop or when will it be time to pivot from the time for your hobby podcast oh uh, when it comes to time to stop i don't necessarily want to stop i want to keep sharing hobbies i might reduce it to not as many episodes per month so right now i do four per month and then raising a kid it makes it a little more challenging but uh, I am pretty good at recording ahead of schedule. And I do have a side project I am working on, which is thanks to this podcast and it's podcast related. I'm creating a board game called Pitch That Podcast. And it is an improv game that helps develop uh, pitching abilities to create new podcast ideas. And I'm doing the play test right now and things are working out pretty well. That's super neat. See, and look, you're adding to the $94.88 billion <laughs> industry. Look at it right yeah. there. I'm going to get that 0 0.01 cents. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, a penny saved is a penny earned, my friend. Take a penny, leave a penny. Or I should just take my own penny. But yeah, uh, eventually I'll have that out and um, maybe it'll inspire people to start new podcasts and it can even be a tool to use within a podcast and maybe it, Jonathan will talk about it in his lessons maybe one day. Mm. He'd be like, there used to be a guy who had a podcast about a thing. I think that was on that podcast. That dude has a game, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be super cool to talk about for sure. Once that comes out, I'll share it with the world. It's still in the playtesting phase, so there's a lot to iron out, but that's what we do with podcasting, with everything. You just got to try out new things and just evolve because if you're stuck in the same place, then you might not grow. That's exactly that's evolution, I guess. But uh, so, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for coming on and sharing your knowledge, your love for podcasting. Thank you, Alex. This was awesome. If you guys would like to learn more about Jonathan, I'll put all the links down below. So it'll be very easy to find. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you love the podcast, maybe you don't, but maybe you do. You can show some more support by following me on Patreon. I sell merchandise and you can even leave a review, good or bad. 
I thrive on the bad ones. I'm kidding. I thrive on the good ones too. But any kind of reviews will help me as well. But what you do absolutely have to do is go show Jonathan some love. And he is very knowledgeable. And I'm sure he could teach you more about podcasting than I can. I can teach you that there's a button, red button that says record. That's to record. Don't forget to press that. And that's about it. But Jonathan has so much more to teach you. So Jonathan, thank you again, man. Thank you, Alex. I really enjoyed it. So until the next episode... Make some time for your hobby. Take care.